Stars of Learning podcast where your host Jyoti ji exposes the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. This podcast series will expose best practices of learning and will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools and technology, leadership and their journey in the learning field. Now over to your host Jyoti ji. Hello everyone. A very warm welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast and I'm your host Jyoti ji. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today as each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders and keep you well versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future. at the learning phase i also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out today organization need global training and development strategies to be an integral part of the business not only that these companies also need to choose the best strategy in order to balance the learning needs of their global workforce with that of the company's specific needs and interest you may also be experiencing this digital disruption has created the need for constant and seamless knowledge sharing lnd function today need to gear up to collaborate and make use of innovative platforms to enable continuous knowledge sharing across the organization and mind you success is no longer about changing the strategies more often but having the agility to execute multiple strategies concurrently and in the process we also require management leaders to develop the right leadership capabilities workforce skills and also the culture to support digital transformation so that learning is available to the right people at the right point in time friends i'm so grateful that you are joining me today for this episode and i'm super duper excited for this show guys as i've got the privilege to do this interview as our guest today is going to share the real time application and strategies in specific to global workforce learning and our guest for today is wonderful personality well known in the lnd fraternity he is also a founder of lnd global chapter and a mentor surya prakash mohapatra currently the global head talent transformation at wipro digital operations and platforms with 23 plus years of experience in various leadership roles with extensive experience in setting up and running learning and development function for organizations in india and international locations surya is a speaker of international repute and speaks regularly in various national and international forums on topics related to hr learning and development corporate culture and spirituality what more some of the best in class initiatives led by him has received industry recognition as well and name a few world hrd congress has recognized surya as one of the 25 most talented training and development leader in the world moreover global knowledge management congress has conferred the knowledge management leadership award on surya recently popular hr journal human factor featured him as best hr heads in india so without any further ado let me welcome my guest surya prakash mohapatra surya thank you very much for joining us for today's show okay thank you for giving me this opportunity it's a pleasure being here today sure surya it's a really an honor and you have been so kind to accept my request in spite of your busy schedule and i know you've been traveling to and fro and really kind of you to be part of my show so surya my episodes would have a theme based on a particular topic specific to lnd and today's topic we will be discussing on the global workforce learning and surya so let's begin with a little background about yourself and your journey surya i've seen you from the sales and you have been into business development and now you are into a full fledged hr professional in a talent transformation role how did this journey uh, begin and then the complete shift 
Yeah, I think it has been an interesting journey. So um, I started my career as a business development professional. I was to sales and marketing and business development at the initial phase of my career. But fortunately, I was working business development for training organization. So there was a training uh, company, IT training company for whom I was selling franchises. And then I went in to manage business development for another large uh, training organization. I think that was an advantage. The fact that I was into business development, but in the training space actually opened the doors for me to get into L&D. Some point in time, I realized that in the corporate uh, industry today or in, in, the, in the business today, if there is one role which can make the most significant impact to people's lives, this is the role of an L&D practitioner. And I felt that this is one role where you can make a difference to people, you can touch their lives. Then I decided to get into this. Once I got into L&D, there was no looking back. Wonderful, wonderful, Surya. I think even I can resonate with you. People skills is something we can uh, touch and enabling them in a futuristic way. I think L&D professional is uh, uh, blessed to be in this. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Surya, you're also playing the role of talent transformation. Can you help my listeners to understand what is talent development role in building the workforce of the future at the organization? Well, I think that's a very interesting question. It's very important to understand what is the workforce of the future. Today, mm-hmm. we have got about 50% of the workforce as millennials. Technology has really disrupted the industry. In future, and even today, we have already started seeing men and machines working together in the same workplace. So, the workforce of the future is a different animal altogether. Mm. So, how do we really enable that workforce? As the change happens uh, from the past to today and going to happen in future, uh, we know that technology will keep changing and this will happen every now and then, almost every day. The change of the pace of change is phenomenally fast. It'll be difficult for Ellen to train people on, on new technologies virtually every day. They cannot change train them on business models which is like evolving every day. So can LND practitioners make the workforce life learners? Can they improve their learnability? You know, learning agility, ability to take risks, ability to connect the dots, ability to influence, negotiate. These are the skills which will remain relevant all the time. And the workforce of the future, to be ready for the future, needs those competencies more than ever before. So if LND can really contribute there, and I'm sure LND can play a significant role in enabling people to develop learning ability or to become lifelong learners, uh, develop learning agility, and so on, uh, so that they remain all the time. It would be a significant contribution to the workforce of the future. Okay. Okay. So, Surya, I see you are engaged in evolving strategies of, you know, building organizational capability, developing people, and also managing organizational knowledge across in your working experience. Uh, Can you share some insight on how to manage? Yeah, I think uh, uh, managing organizational knowledge actually begins with identification of relevant knowledge. Then there is overload of information, content, etc., so it begins with identification of relevant knowledge. The next step is to figure out where, from where we can source that knowledge, from where we can acquire that knowledge. The next step is the task of acquiring that. Structure it, organize it, make it accessible to people on demand, on the go, wherever they are. So mm-hmm. you know, these are the five steps of managing organizational knowledge. There are four important aspects that we need to keep in mind. One is as mm-hmm. knowledge management experts. So bringing people to knowledge, people to people, knowledge to people, and knowledge to people, uh, knowledge are the four aspects. And the practitioner who can really drive all this four can become effective in managing organization. 
Interesting, uh, Surya. I think as this is the one not gain much attention from the L&D, I think this uh, strategy and this points what you have told us is uh, really insightful. So, Surya, my next question is on the workforce. Is truly global and virtual and mobile, and it is spread across countries and culture. And now with the trend, with the global approach for the organization, and in specific to L&D, uh, we also need to think global. So can you share your insight on how organization should be focusing and also knowing the fact that it is not an easy task to arrive at a common goal with diverse culture? So what would be your strategy on how to scale? Yeah, I think it's quite a challenge. To arrive at a common goal with diverse cultures is definitely a challenge. But I believe that if, if the leaders of the organizations have a compelling vision, which people can relate to, where they see a sense of purpose, and the task could become slightly easier. For the L&D practitioner who is trying to build a global industry, it's to have a lot of patience. If you become impatient as a global L&D leader, you're not going to become successful. You cannot, there is no one size fits all. You can't take one approach and then impose that across all your locations across the world and then see. Okay, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, and the LD leaders should also have this kind of a practical insights achieving organization objective. So, uh, Surya, in connection to the question, I'm sure implementing global training function will not be that easy without a getting a buy-in from the C-suite leaders. How should L&D drive learning strategy with the C-suite leaders and most importantly, to create that commitment from the leadership? Do you want to share any examples or a trend setting which you have executed in your role? I believe the C-suite leaders are actually pro-led. Sometimes we have a wrong notion that you know leaders are more focused on profits and revenue generation, numbers, and KPIs, and metrics. While they are important, but great leaders, great CEOs, are actually proven. We have seen examples of Jack Wells, Steve Jobs, many other leaders who have really uh, set a new trend in that space. The most important thing for them is to see in, in, in their elected leader the passion, the hunger, or the desire to make a difference. They want to see in the elected leader is a desire and the ability to align learning strategies to the organization vision. So you are able to establish that linkage, you will be able to influence your C-suite leaders. While in my initial phase in my career, I struggled with that, it's important to understand create experience for the workforce. If you can do that, they would love it. We need to bring that measurable business outcome through upskilling or reskilling. Else, LND may lose the space being part of the board and being as a strategic leader in the organization. LND needs to have a seat at the table. That's where they can influence business strategies. Okay. So, Surya, over the past decade, the global workforce has been continually evolving uh, due to a number of factors and also a shorter shelf life of knowledge has placed a premium on reskilling and upskilling. And we need to, focusing on this intangible assets is also important, like a skilled employee, exceptional leader, and the knowledge management. All of these facts have elevated the importance of L&D function being as a center focus. So my question to you is that every year you also pen down your thoughts on the global workforce learning trends. So how has L&D space has evolved over the years and what is your nugget for the HR or the L&D to facilitate that global workforce learning? And do you see these members ready to take off this journey? So I think there are two parts to your question. One is how has the L&D space evolved? And second question was are the L&D leaders ready to take on this journey? Yes, the L&D space has evolved dramatically It in response to what's happening at the workplace and what is happening to the workforce. With the millennials coming in, their learning preferences have changed. You talked about knowledge becoming obsolete very, very fast. We are 
composition of different types of people at the workforce. Uh, we are saying part-timers, full-timers, people working for multiple employers, contract employees, a different composition. Of people. Uh, we are also saying a virtual mobile workforce, always on the go. So all this transformed the LND space. So LND has moved away from being content curated. LND has moved away from being content developers to content curators. People plethora of knowledge, but they don't know what is relevant knowledge. LND has to play the role of curating content, directing people to the right relevant content. LND role has shifted from being strategy enablers to strategy accelerators. So LND actually has become part of the business today. It's not just an enabling function, trying to enable the business strategy. It has become the part of the business, accelerating business strategy. LND practitioners used to take pride in the fact that they create high quality content, high quality learning programs. Today that's a given, but the role has shifted from being content providers to influencers business influencers. Another shift that we're seeing is we're actually moving away from teaching skills to building effective learning habits. We know that we can't teach all the skills. We cannot master all the skills that we need to, that people need to know. But if you can develop learning habits in people, they will figure out on their own how to acquire the skills. We just need to make them lifelong learners. From employee-centric learning, now learning has moved towards networks-centric learning, where knowledge networks are being formed, where people are collaborating to create new learning every time. From trainers providing explanation, we have moved to learners discovering new knowledge. Push-based learning, we, are, we have moved to full-based learning. From instructors, we have moved to learners, learning networks, from set, structured, defined content, we're actually moving towards dynamic content. From silos, we're actually getting into a space where information is connected. So that's, this, these are examples of the transition that's happening or the transformation that is happening in LND. Now the question is, in response to your second question was, are the LND leaders ready to take on this journey or be part of that journey? Well, they don't have an option. If they want to succeed and thrive, if they don't, if they're not ready, you know, it's forget about succeeding and thrive. There is going to be a big question mark on their existence. So now, the point is what they need to do. They need to become agile, be ready to adapt new ways of teaching, new ways of providing learning to people. They need to be ready to adapt new technologies. They need to be ready to become business influencers, strategic thinkers. That's a transition that they need to really get into. Otherwise, it's going to become very, very difficult for them to Wonderful uh, insight, uh, Surya. L&D leaders need to embrace a broader role and being agile is very, very important. Otherwise, you know, the ambitious vision of the function itself will fail if we do not adapt that quickly. And the kind of pointers you have given, the shift part is also very insightful, Surya. You are saying from strategy accelerator to business influencer kind of a uh, journey you are uh, recommending. And that's the shift which is L&D is looking at. So what should be the uh, role of the L&D person? Importantly, familiarizing with all of these and disseminate to meet the organization objectives. How easy or how difficult it is, Surya? It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But in great things in life are accomplished only through hard work, isn't it? So we need to be ready to unlearn and relearn. And if we are not ready ourselves to unlearn and relearn, we cannot really enable the organization to unlearn and relearn. So it's going to be difficult. It requires a great desire and ability on the part of LMD practitioner to move out of the comfort zones of standing in the classroom and delivering training only to a space, as you mentioned, play much larger, bigger, and broader role understanding business needs, solving problems of the customer, 
and constantly innovating and then trying to find out how learning can enable the organization to provide better experience to the organizations to customers. How LND can enable the organization to create new products and solutions. How LND can enable the organization to provide fabulous experience to their employees. Okay, wonderful, uh, Surya. I think that definitely matters for the LND to wear that kind of insight. Uh, Surya, I've also read your article. Are you a next-gen CLO? And you also mentioned there are seven ways you can make an impact. Any insight for uh, my listeners, how to create that meaningful ecosystem in the L&D space? A couple of things I, I wrote about in that article. One thing I said is L&D, the CLO has to think that he or she is running a startup. Mm -hmm. We had a lean, mean fighting machine, you know, which can really deliver to the needs of the organization in a very agile manner. Uh, coming to the ecosystem, I think it's important that um, LND leaders create an ecosystem where people can find out who in the organization they can collaborate with, who are the subject matter experts they can reach out to. They can create an ecosystem where collaboration becomes natural where interactions become intrinsic to the way we, we behave and then we act in an organization. An ecosystem where people can actually come together and create new organizations, thereby enhancing and enriching the organization. Wow, amazing, Surya. I think, uh, so my listeners, I think that's a greatest nugget uh, what Surya is sharing. Wear the hat of an entrepreneur and have the learning vision to drive that kind of a mindset, not only to deliver, but bring value to the business. So amazing uh, information, Surya. Moving on to how do you enhance your knowledge to be there and move on, Surya? How do I? Yes, yes. Because, you know, uh, you mentioned about learn and uh, unlearn is very important for a L&D fraternity. So in context to that, how you yourself enhancing your knowledge to be there? Well, there's a famous saying that never stop learning because life never stops teaching. So that's my fundamental belief as well. So while most of us have our things to do list, I do have that as well. But in addition to that, I also have a things I learned list. So have a a logbook where every day before I go to bed, everything, anything that new, anything new that I've learned that day, I record in that log. So I learned log is a very favorite one that I carry with me all the time because I, you never know when you're going to have a new learning. So when I browse through that book, I see the immense amount of learning that I've had over the years. That's the long. I do read a lot. I am part of different knowledge networks. You talked about LND Globals. I'm the founder of LND Global. Uh, the objective of setting up that network was actually to, to think about the LND practitioners. While LND practitioners think about the organization, there is somebody or someone who has to think about them. How can they acquire their knowledge? How can they enrich that knowledge? So, with that objective, I set up this LND Global network today, which is a network of about 25,000 people across different cities and so on. And I, so I'm part of different knowledge networks and the objective of being part of this knowledge network is to receive knowledge from, from your peers, from your mentors, from gurus in the industry. But the most important thing I do to enhance my knowledge is I make a conscious effort all the time. Over the years, if I become an expert in that, I know I can do that in my sleep, but that's not going to take me from where I am today to where I need to be. Get there, only way I can acquire new competencies, new proficiencies, by taking up a new assignment, a new challenge, a difficult task. So I make a conscious effort to move out of my comfort zone, try my hand at something, phenomenal amount of learning comes through. Wonderful, uh, wonderful insight, uh, Surya. Learning log is, uh, uh, I think that will be my takeaway for today's uh, uh, show. I also maintain a critical incident uh, daily, Surya. It's a CID, so where I say on positive improvements and my learning, I think the learning log in focus, I think, 
amazing uh, thought process surya so uh, surya moving on to my next question what is the future of workforce learning how do you see companies or the organizations getting up for this uh, new buzzword on the uh, workforce future of workforce learning is going to be networked it's going to be largely driven by employees themselves so employees become self empowered learners they will become directed learners and based in class organizations will have a limited function provide an ecosystem so people keep learning on their own people do share with each other they learn from each other all we need to do, do is facilitate that all we need to do is ensure that that happens seamlessly we should not come in there but that's how i see as the future of learning tool based learning a lot of technology driven learning and learning strategies aligned to the larger business objectives yeah wonderful uh, surya i think uh, um, lnd should bring that as a systemic process to engage employees or individuals for a more holistic uh, development and embedded in their daily life and just not with one kind of a opportunity but multiple uh, uh, opportunity in the learning phase so definitely surya the future of learning is very essential for talent transformation and also for the business success so what is your message for lnd to contribute to it one single message shift away from pni to bni the pni as all of us know is training leads identification right so shift should be from that to bni which is business needs identification oh wow understand the business needs that's the message that i would like to give to all so bni friends i think that's a great inspiration which will definitely result in organization success with more engaged way i think so surya so what are the critical challenges you are faced to get what you want any lessons learned in the leadership development i think a lot of challenges along the way through this journey my understanding has been when i started my career really focused on but sometimes i was not able to sell them to the business and one learning that i had from one of my mentors is he shared a very interesting formula with me he said q multiplied by a is equal to r so q stands for quality of the programs quality of the content and a stands for attention and that would result in impact so it's not enough if you have a great quality product it's not enough if you create a lot of visibility around your products a great quality product but do not have visibility your leaders don't have visibility about the product if you create a lot of visibility about the program but the program lack lack substance then you can't impact because as i said you can't fool all the people all the time so it's important that create great content great programs establish the networks leaders the organization become an influencer programs that you and your teams create interesting uh, surya so surya while uh, you did mention that in your learning log that what got you here won't you know get you there hence uh, upskilling and leaner uh, relearning is very important for employees and for the individual also and we should have that mindset of focusing on continuous learning but then how can lnd create that environment i mean sowing the seed on how critical it is for the success of the individual in the organization so while um, there are quite a few things that can be done but one important thing lnd should do is make the learning intervention experiential to get to know about your mistakes is only when you decide to go through the process of learning by doing learning by making mistakes learning by challenging their their habits learning by challenging the way they have been doing things what's important at the same time is also provide that create opportunities for reflection so when people go through experience get them to stay back and reflect on what they have learned what did not go well what they can do differently what they should do when they are faced with a similar situation i think experience and reflection are two things which will really help the workforce learn and learn and relearn 
our content theoretical. If you make learning experience, they will get an opportunity to reflect. Thereby, they will unlock. So, Surya, I think uh, the philosopher Alvin Toffler once wrote that the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn and learn and relearn. And you were bang on saying that uh, statement. So, Surya, how do you instigate uh, the strategy to your team? How do you make this happen in the you know to the organization what is your uh, recommendation so you do the same thing because when it um, comes to learning the talent team is not different if we expect the entire organization to become learning agile lnd professionals need to become learning agile themselves if you expect them people to adopt new technologies new way of doing things lnd professionals should be willing to prepare should be willing to experiment try make mistakes learn from their failures so that's what I wrote in my uh, article, Are You the Next Gem CLO? Where I said CLO has to run this his or her learning function as a startup, where mm. you create opportunities for people to experiment, make uh, take risks, fail, don't be scared of making mistakes and don't be scared of failing, and thereby kind of learn new things, learn new way of doing uh, and making course course correction as we as we move along. So it's no different. So I challenge my team all the time. I challenge them to move out of the, their comfort zone. I encourage them to experiment, make mistakes. I encourage them to become fearless. I encourage them, but at the same time, I expect them to learn from their mistakes and then make course correction quickly. That's an agile team. Wow, what a classic example, Surya. You're such a true leader in creating that amazing responsibility for the two team and also walk the talk wonderful wonderful surya surya do you think a community practice learning will be more apt in this current state to bring this kind of a transformation in the workforce uh, are you referring to a community of practice within the organization uh, it could be within or the external what is your uh, views about it yeah so i i believe that the community of practices you know essential to ensure that we uh, bring people together to share and learn from each other and collaborate at uh, the underlying theme or the values uh, that we have at LND Global, which the network of LND is um, collaborate, co-create, and contribute. So when people come together, the result can be exponential. So come together, so one plus one is not two. It can be 11, it can be 111, or it can be more. So the power of communities uh, cannot be described very well. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's extremely important in today's context because nobody is an expert in everything. But you need to know from your peers, you need to kind of develop yourself, adapt to the changes that happen, and to stay relevant. Now the question is, you cannot have formal, structured learning curriculum for everything. That's a time-taking process. Now the question is, how can we quickly learn things? Best way to learn things quickly is peer-to-peer -peer learning, informal learning, social learning, community-based learning, where you quickly learn from the mistakes, experiences of other people, so that you don't have to go through that experience, make those mistakes to learn. So that's how communities are practiced. Communities around the practice, whether it's learning, HR, quality, any other subject, or any other practice, if you see the communities, this will enhance the collective knowledge of the workforce. Marvelous, uh, Surya. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, to be relevant and don't reinvent the wheel, and the easy path could be collaborate, co create, and contribute. Wonderful. Surya, I have known you for a few years now. I've seen some of your speeches and you bring in a story which weaves around the topic. Do you have any such story or a message for my listeners on global workforce learning? <laughs> it's really wonderful, you know, to uh, usually the story will resonate for a longer yes, time, um, I would say. All right. I think here is a here is an interesting story, a very insightful story where I'm sure the LND friends will find it useful. So there was a spiritual guru, and uh, he was known for preaching humanity, brotherhood, empathy, and so on. His followers uh, one day went out 
preaching about or propagating about the preachings of their guru who preached humanity brother and brotherhood when they were about to leave the ashram the guru called them and then said there is a young man who just arrived from village last night can you take him along with you his disciples who were the so called you know educated people from good families and so on but little hesitant because this guy was wearing shabby dress and then not looking very civilized so they were a bit hesitant but but they still took him along because the guru asked them to take him along with them so they went on after a couple of days they realized that this young man from the village is not just uncivilized also has bad habits of stealing he was, he was a petty thief as well he was stealing um, their items so they threw him out they said get lost we can't take you along with us and they kept on they kept progressing went to different parts of country preaching about the theology of the guru came back to the ashram after about few weeks and they were about to narrate their experiences but the master was not interested in listening to them he was looking here and there his disciples were very proudly trying to explain how they went to so many places talked about the ideology of that guru guru was least interested after a few minutes he asked where is that young boy uh the disciples were little worried because they had thrown him out of their company so one of them said that we asked him to leave our company the master asked them but why they said that guy was a petty thief the master said look you go all over the place preaching about humanity brotherhood and so on you could not adjust a single man with you you could not carry him with you they were speechless but one so called young rebellious disciple asked the guru or made a comment guru ji it's survival of the fittest that guy was not fit enough to survive in our company the teacher's face turned pale he looked cheerless his face was gloomy and in a very sad tone he said survival of the fittest i don't believe in that first make the unfit fit then only you will survive make the incapable capable then only you will you will survive otherwise whether you would survive or not i have my doubts about it so friends this is a powerful story which talks about making the unfit fit making the incapable capable if you are not doing that whether we will survive or not is doubtful that is a very powerful lesson for nlnd practitioners because that's exactly what our role is to make the incapable capable to make the unfit fit to make the inefficient efficient and if you can't do that then our life is absolutely meaningless so that's the story i wanted to share with you wonderful what a profound uh, story surya uh, to have that kind of uh, patience and the mindset with the practitioners uh, very well articulated surya thank you so much uh, for uh, inspiring to my listeners with this uh, wonderful story of yours thank you so surya now it's time for powerful question to unveil for my listeners to engage enlighten and empower and that's my a uh, mission of my podcast too are you ready surya oh yes i am game so my first powerful question to you is according to you what is the star moment well the star moment is when my people who have worked with me or learners whom i have kind of trained in my uh, in different capacity as a facilitator when they come back to me and tell me that surya you have touched our lives you have made a difference to us you have made us fearless unstoppable that becomes that is my star moment and whenever i and, and that is my moment of truth so whenever i get to meet somebody who walks up to me and then says this to me 
that gives me immense amount of satisfaction i think i'm also one of the person who believes in that uh, with you surya <laughs> yes yeah, so surya my next question to you what inspires you to do everything that you do i think my inspiration is my desire to make a difference to people around me my desire to make in, the incapable capable and the capable more capable then competent and the competent more competent if i can play a role if i can contribute my bit and the desire to contribute there in that space is the biggest inspiration for me wow amazing so surya if you own the company what's one thing you would do different in learning i would like to make my organization an institution an organization where profit would not be the biggest motive but a sense of purpose a social purpose that would be the biggest motive of running business of course i would need profits to run my organization but that would not be the primary objective the primary objective would be to have a larger purpose and accomplish that purpose which is greater and bigger than accumulating wealth okay wonderful so surya what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now probably i don't have three in my mind maybe i'll talk about a couple of them uh, sure one is would like to inspire the youth of this country i would like to make them feel they are not just students or youngsters or early career professionals i would like to make them realize that they are the makers and the builders of this nation they can make a difference they have a larger purpose in coming to this world and instead of getting pulled away by the temptation of getting into high paid high paying job or you know getting into a life of luxury and comfort uh, which is of course important everybody likes that but at the same time you also need to cognizant of the roles that we have not the jobs that we are doing but the roles that we need to perform as i said a mother at home doesn't have a title but she is the most liked person in the family because of the role that she plays i would like youth of the nation to understand and acknowledge their role in nation building in contributing to the society with their unique value proposition so whenever i get an opportunity on weekends i go to colleges universities i deliver talks to students on career on their life journey how they can become how they can really have develop a a vision a purpose of their life and then how can they give meaning to their life how they can make their purpose and vision a reality the second priority uh, that i have in mind is the knowledge network the network of learning professionals that we have created how we take it to the next level we have been through the the phases of collaboration and co-creation we have co-created a lot of body of knowledge and so on how can we as lnd practitioners now move to the next phase of expression which is contribution how can we contribute to the fraternity to the industry to the society and to the country at large leveraging all the wisdom and the talent and the tools that we have as lnd practitioners that's my second priority wow amazing uh, vision on the youth and the lnd fraternity surya surya my next question if i may ask you what are your strengths <laughs> i think um my probably my biggest strength is uh, my ability to combine task the bigger the purpose and people together so there are leaders who actually are good at task managing tasks their leaders who are good at people but i believe that i have a good blend of task and people execution and and people and i can really drive objectives and at the same time keep inspiring people carrying the people towards the vision that's i believe is um, a strength that i have i may have couple of more but i think that's one strength which is really which has been really helpful to me in making a difference to to the people around me and also kind of walking towards the purpose that i have thanks for sharing that surya i and this is definitely not an interview question but then my listeners want to know the strength of the lnd leaders so you know they can 
start adapting that kind of a skill so that's how this question was framed my next question to you is what's the best book you have read this year or any time you recommend for my listeners while i've read many books but one book that i have read uh, not this year but uh, a book that i've read i must recommend uh, this book is, is satyanusharan and the english translation of this is the pursuit of the truth this book has uh, sri sri thakur anukul chandra who is a spiritual guide and this book has compelling life lessons which are essential for any human being to lead a balanced happy successful and progressive life i must recommend that that the viewers or the, the listeners must must read this book once again a reminder this book is titled satyanusharan okay wonderful surya so surya what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model or a mentor or a coach you ever had what made that person great for you um well i had quite a few mentors in my in my journey there is one mentor who really had great influence on my life and he had the uncanny ability of inspiring people carrying people towards a great vision he had the ability of enabling people to become more of what they already are he had the ability to inspire people to do more and become more and achieve more and then feel more and i think i believe that's that's a great quality of a leader because the question was what's you know who is the role model what are the characteristics of, of the best leader or the best boss yeah somebody who can become more achieve more really accomplish more in their life is is that ability which makes a leader okay wonderful surya you did uh, share about your learning log uh, details but then are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you yes i uh, read a lot i constantly understand what is changing is i watch youtube videos listen to them as speakers in this space not not just in any space but i listen to great thought leaders enablers that's another way i keep myself updated but my way of learning is to listen to great speakers watch their recorded speeches read uh, blogs by um, great experts in the learning and hr domain you know read uh, articles blogs written by futurists what i keep doing all the time surya in continuation are there any resources you would recommend to our listeners you mentioned about the books blogs and the websites are there any particular resources jyoti since technology is driving learning in a big way i also kind of keep uh, trying out new tools new uh, resources available technology enabled tools available in, in the market in the industry i keep exploring Uh, new authoring tools new content writing tools tools like virtual smes chatbots etc i keep experimenting with them there are a lot plenty of tools available in the market some of them are paid some of them are free uh, but i think i would recommend that uh, lnd practitioners should be technology savvy and they should experiment with new tools and technologies which can enable learning better experiential learning and immersive learning ah okay So in continuation to that uh, Surya are there any resources uh, you would recommend to our listeners it could be a books or a blogs or a website I uh, regularly uh, follow the ASTD blogs read the training industry uh, blog training magazine blogs these are blogs which are uh, which actually feature eminent authors and uh, experts in the LMB space so I I keep following those those blogs regularly Surya now we have come to an end of this interview and before that i have one more question left for you and before i ask you that question how can people get in touch with you to get more insight collaborate or where can they reach out to you i can be reached on my phone number which is 9900521300 my twitter handle is pm surya my linkedin profile you can search my name surya prakash mohapatra and you will find me on linkedin uh you can also find me on youtube there is a youtube channel which has compilation of my speeches and talks lectures in different forums 
and conferences and the channel is called speeches by surya mohapatra so be it ways you can reach out to me Surya, I'm also a follower of your uh, YouTube channel and I regularly listen to your public speaking uh, videos which you have uploaded. <laughs> so Surya, on a closing note and that last question, your advice for those who want to accelerate their career in learning and development or a talent transformation? My advice is if you are an entrant into this space or if you are contemplating the idea of getting into L&D, ask yourself, you know, is this what you want to do? Do you really want to make a difference to people? Do you want to touch people's lives? Is that your passion? If that is your passion, then this is your, this is the profession to be in. Get in, give your best, stay focused, keep learning all the time yourself, keep reimagining the way you can impart learning to others. Be fearless, be unstoppable. Wow, wonderful. So, all my lovely listeners, the links and the resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available on my website, prajvitaknowledge.com. That is P-R-A-J-V-I-T-A knowledge.com. I will list out all of our conversation in my podcast show notes page for your quick reference too. Thank you so much, Surya, for being on this show. I really enjoyed it, you know, engaging on this important uh, topic on global workforce learning. Thank you, Jyoti. It was wonderful talking to you. It was great being here. Thank you once again for this opportunity. Pleasure, Surya. And it's been an honor to have you on my show. So, friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to this show, then make sure you share this podcast with your friends and post it on all social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Insta and do tag us and let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage, enlighten and empower. Thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show. Bye for now. Take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging, enlightening.